0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of The Wrap. I am your host, Jeremy Fallis from the Department of Communication. As you may know, The Wrap is the employee podcast brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. Now, normally, you'd be hearing from our editor extraordinaire, Dan Elman, as host today, but not Today. So we are changing roles a little bit as Dan is joining us as a guest, along with Kate Crawley, to discuss the Michigan Wolverines, the organization's wheelchair basketball program that is open to kids in the community. So before we tip off on that discuss- discussion, let's take care of some housekeeping things. This episode and every episode of The Wrap can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and any other podcasting, podcast hosting platform. Uh, You can go back and catch up on any episode that you may have missed, like last week's excellent show on the single-use plastic bottle uh, replacement project happening on our facilities, among other things. The podcast is also found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the Headlines Week in Review. So back to our guests and today's fun topic. With me today are Kate Crawley, a recreational therapist who serves as the program coordinator. Welcome, Kate.
1: Hi, Jeremy. Thanks for having me.
0: And communications manager turned Wolverines head coach, Dan Alman. Thanks for being here, Dan. Thanks, Jeremy. I am thrilled
2: to be here and to be in the guest seat for the day.
0: All right. So first, who are the Wolverines and what is the Michigan Medicine connection to the program? Um,
1: The Wolverines are is Michigan Medicine's Youth Wheelchair Basketball Program. Um, We have options for kids that are ages as young as five and as old as 18. And currently we have a junior prep level team, which is a competitive level team um, for ages five to 13. Our connection to Michigan Medicine is that the program is actually run by um, a board of directors, all Michigan Medicine employees, three recreational therapists, which is what I do, um, one physician, and a rehab engineer. So that is how the program kind of is connected with Michigan Medicine.
0: And Dan, how did you become the head coach of the Wolverines?
2: Yeah, so that was um, actually a really cool random story. I was actually doing my day job as a communication manager, at the time a communication specialist. And I was running a story on an adaptive kayaking clinic that the team that runs the Wolverines, UMaze, was putting on. And um, at the time, I was just on the phone with um, Becky McVeigh, who's part of UMaze, and she was telling me all about kayaking. And I just happened to ask her, what other programs is UMaze gonna have? And she said they were looking into creating a wheelchair basketball program. And that like, you know, was a shock to me. I had no idea that that was something in the works, nor did she have any idea that I had any connection to wheelchair basketball. We were on the phone. She had no idea I used a manual wheelchair. She had no idea that I played wheelchair basketball in high school and that I was looking to get back into wheelchair basketball as an adult. So I actually told her this was on a Friday and I'm like, do you happen to need a coach? And she was like, yes, we do. We have no clue what we're going to do for that. They were having a planning meeting the next Monday, literally three days later. I was part of the planning meeting, and the rest is history. That was back, I think, in 2017. So uh, that was seven years ago, and I've been part of the program ever since.
0: Oh, that, that's a fun story. So uh, for folks who may not know, what is UMaze? You're going to have to spell it out because it's spelled M-A-I-S-E, as we all know our acronyms here at Michigan Medicine and across the campus. So what, what is Maze, and what are some of the programs that it runs, and what else does it do?
1: Yeah, so may stands for University of Michigan Adaptive and Inclusive Sports Experience, and so we are an adaptive sports program that offers tons of different recreational opportunities. Currently, our winter months are a little bit slower, but in the winter we offer our adult sports club, um, which includes pickleball, yoga, martial arts, it's more fun and socializing Um for adults with disabilities and our Wolverines program, obviously. And then in the summer is when our calendar really kicks off. Uh, we tend to be really busy in the summer. We have fishing, we have camping, we have hand cycling, hiking, kayaking. um, So all those and more <laughs> recreational opportunities for kids, adults, families, um, uh, people with disabilities to come out and just learn. Sometimes they're come to us for a clinic, a one-off, where they'll learn how to kayak um, at an accessible kayak launch, and then we'll never see them again because we teach them, and that's great. We're therapists. We want to work ourselves out of a job, and then other times, we have families that are with us for a long time, so like the Wolverines program, some of our kids, we we got them as young as five years old, and we've been they've been with us ever since. They're now 10, 12. It's wild, <laughs> But so those are just some of the options that we have. And we definitely know how to stay busy with you, that's for sure.
2: (laughs) And and I'll say that the programming, just from a personal perspective, is amazing. It's for, you know, uh, adults, kids at all levels, right? So and and all um, interests. So I once went to a kayaking clinic with them where you just literally go out onto the boat and come back, you know, 20 minutes later and then. A year or two later, I did a downriver kayaking clinic with Mays, and we were going down the Cascades at Argo Park and things like that, which I was not prepared for, but I did it anyway and it was fun. Um, so that was amazing. I've also done hand cycling with them and it, you know, a lot of these adaptive sports are, they're costly for people, like they are expensive to do. And so to have these free programs in the Ann Arbor area um, to just try something, like I wouldn't go out and buy a hand cycle but I might go see if it's something I really want to do and go to a hand cycling clinic. And if I love it, then you sort of, you know, take the next step and and commit yourself to it. Um, So I think it's really great for anyone at any level to try out.
0: Uh, You mentioned that the program is open to kids five to 18. What are the requirements? How do people join? What's the story with that?
2: Yeah, so uh, Kate can talk about how people can join, but I'll, I'll just real quick, want to dive into the requirements, because I think that it's, uh, you know, a lot of people think when they think wheelchair basketball, they think, oh, somebody needs to use a wheelchair in order to play wheelchair basketball. That's not the case. You don't need to use a wheelchair full time. All you have to do is have some sort of disability that prevents you from playing able bodied basketball. Um, So if you have cerebral palsy, but you're, you know, but the kid can walk around on a daily basis, but really wouldn't be able to play a sport doing that, Wheelchair basketball is a perfect leveling playing field for them. Um, The great thing about UMaze and the Wolverines is we provide these sports wheelchairs for these kids. So they will come either in their everyday chair or some who do walk on a daily basis will walk into practice and they will be able to get into the chair for free um, to use for the program. Um, And it's really, that's, I think, the most important thing. So I think a lot of people, um, you know, who work in Michigan Medicine, May not realize that. So, if you work in prosthetics and orthotics, if you work in physical therapy, occupational therapy, recreational therapy, you may be seeing patients who will be perfect for wheelchair basketball, but you might not think about it because they're not actually using a wheelchair. So, hopefully, if you hear this conversation, you know, that opens your mind up to hey, maybe I can recommend wheelchair basketball to these kids as a program that will really open, you know, it'll become limitless what they can do out on the court using a wheelchair.
1: And when it comes to joining the program, uh, the biggest thing is just filling out our registration. We'd like to have all participant information to make sure that the program's gonna meet their needs appropriately. So we screen them all ahead of time and we're always happy to talk with families um, if they have any questions about the program and everything just requires advanced registration and we get you all set up and ready to play.
0: So what are the costs associated with the program? What do parents need to know when they sign their child up for this program? Um, Is it a matter, is there a boys team, girls team, is it integrated? Are they co-ed? And and where does the funding come from?
1: So UMaze is a fully donor funded program. So we have worked with, we have Worked with a ton of generous donors over the years to help fund the program because the Rolverines is if you're on our recreational team it's a completely free program and if you're on a competition team the only costs associated with it are individual player registration so we are the Rolverines are a member of the nwba national wheelchair basketball association so we have the players cover that cost and we also have players cover the cost of just whatever you need to travel to the tournament. So whether that's a road trip, so covering the cost of gas, and then hotels if they choose to go that route. Um, Everything else is covered by UMA's tournament entry fees, wheelchair transportation. All of that is taken care
2: of.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the basketball for a minute. What are the main differences between wheelchair basketball and able-bodied basketball?
2: Yeah, so the biggest Thing. I mean, if you watch wheelchair basketball, you'll be like, hey, I'm watching basketball. Like it makes perfect sense when you're watching wheelchair basketball as a um as opposed to able body basketball. It's very similar in in so many ways. The biggest like rule differences that you'll notice is the dribbling rule. Um, so you have to dribble once for every two pushes of your wheelchair. If you do more than two pushes between a dribble, that's considered traveling. But it's not, you know, consistent dribbling like you would have in able body basketball. Um Also, for the level that we play at, our kids who are from five to 13, the height of the basketball hoop is at eight and a half feet. It's not at 10 feet, which is the regulation height of a hoop. So it's a slightly lower hoop. Um, But eventually, if we get enough of the older kids who want to participate, we'll play at what they call the varsity level. And those do have 10 foot hoops. Um, So those are the main differences. I think in a lot of ways, wheelchair basketball is actually a lot more fast paced. I mean, if you watch the kids flying up and down the court. It's really amazing to see what they can do. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's also a lot more physical than you might think. Um, you know, there's players crashing into each other. Um, you know, positioning is very important. It's a lot harder to go around a wheelchair than it is to go around someone standing on two feet. Um, so if you position yourself correctly, it's very important for defense. Um, so those are really the big differences, but I encourage anyone, if you've never watched wheelchair basketball, find an outlet to check it out. It's so much fun. Like, I, you know, we go to these tournaments um, and you could be in the gym all day, but I'll just sit there even when our team's not playing and I'll be watching the other games and it's just so much fun to watch. So why
0: is basketball and sports in general, you know, so good and important for these athletes? What's the outlet like?
1: The biggest thing that, I notice is just the community around wheelchair basketball. Going to tournaments, getting to hang out with kids that are in a similar situation to them. Maybe they're new to their injury, or maybe they've just been in a wheelchair their whole life. And just kind of talking like, "Oh, you do that? I do that too. This is what I do." Like stuff just kind of naturally comes up in conversation, and that connection piece is huge. But also, when you're using a wheelchair full time. Getting out of your wheelchair and into a different wheelchair can be a huge physical benefit of just changing space and getting your body into a different position can be huge for you physically. Um, and yeah, just the I think the community piece is huge. These kids are talking trash with the best of them, and they're <laughs> we know, we don't teach them that at no, the it not. just comes naturally. <laughs> but they're, they're they're just great kids, and it's just important to have sports, just like any other able-bodied athlete would have.
2: Yeah, and as a former uh, wheelchair basketball player, I'll say I have, I have two more additions um, to what Kate said. One is so much focus when you have a disability, so much of the focus is on what you can't do, you know, that you can't walk, you can't, you know, uh, carry something. You can't, it's, it's always, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that. When you play wheelchair basketball and you get out on the court, it's all about what you can do, right? It's about playing as a team, making that shot, Stealing that ball, blocking you know, blocking that shot. Um, and the the mental um, positives to that um, can't be overstated. Secondly, you know, there's so much emphasis nowadays on mainstream schooling, you know, that if you have a disability, we still want you to be in mainstream school. That's great. That's how it should be. But at the same time, if you have a disability or you use a wheelchair, and you go to a mainstream school, you're anything but mainstream. Like you stand out from the crowd, whether you want to or not, and you're gonna be different than almost all of your friends. Um, And so when you go to wheelchair basketball practice once a week, or you go to a tournament where there's hundreds of athletes just like you, it's really this incredible feeling of belonging, of inclusion, of, hey, they're just like me. They're out there enjoying their life. I can enjoy my life in this way. And it's really, really powerful.
0: That's wonderful. And and you've shared with me recently that you've actually had some success on the court. Can you share what that's been like this winter?
2: Yeah, that's been fun. So we we had a little bit of a struggle when we first started, mostly because the age range of five to 13 and if you're a five year old going against a 13 year old, that's not easy. Um, And we had when we started um, a lot of really, really young kids. Um, So we were going out there and we would we would play and we would play hard and we would have fun, but we weren't necessarily winning games. Um, That started to change this year. Now that we're in um, our third full year of competing, and that's when you take into account COVID. We weren't going during COVID to tournaments. Uh, We got our first official tournament win just a week and a half ago. Um, That was so much fun. Uh, The kids love it, but you know, we're always, and while that adds something to it, we're always telling the kids, you're there to learn and to have fun. And that's the most important thing. The scoreboard is not the most important thing, but look, they're kids. They're going to look at the scoreboard. So when they see their team has more points than the other team at the end of the day, um, it's something that they they were very, very proud of last week. And we were proud of them as well.
0: As they should be. So Kate, maybe this question is better for you. So what's next for the Wolverines? And if our employees know someone who would be perfect for the program, how do they learn more about it? How do they sign up? How does that happen?
1: So Umaze is uh, a page on the Michigan Medicine website. So if you just Google Umaze, you will find us. Um, the next step is keeping the competition going. We have a tournament coming up March second and third in Akron. Um, so they'll be going to the Midwest Conference Championships, which is huge. We're really excited to be back at that tournament for the first time. Um, and then the season will continue. We'll power through practicing until May. And then the season will begin again in September. So in the meantime, this is a huge time for if you have a participant or a patient or someone you know that would qualify for wheelchair basketball, this would be a great time to try it. Um, We'll have a little bit of time to do some inter-team scrimmaging and just get a feel for the game and see if you like it. Come on out. There's never any pressure to try it if you don't like it no big deal. It's just better to say you tried it and didn't like it than didn't try it all. So we'd love to have more people out and uh, we'll have our contact information sent to Jeremy. So blast that out with everything. And we're always looking for more people.
0: Thank you, Kate and Dan for joining us today and talking about the Wolverines. And if you want to learn more about the Wolverines wheelchair basketball program, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right, Dan. This is where it gets extra fun. It's time for the lightning oh, round. Oh boy! You usually get you usually get to be over here chatting and asking questions, uh, but we're going to ask four quick fire questions, and today you're on the hot seat. So, are you ready?
2: I I think so, but I also know that you were very secretive about what these questions were going to be, so I'm a little nervous as well.
0: But here we go. Yes, here we go. They're they're not hard. Uh, <laughs> if you can't answer them truthfully, we. We shouldn't be recording these podcasts anymore. But Dan, you have claimed in private that the Wolverines moniker was your brainchild. Is it your best branding that you've come up with? Or is there something else that rivals it?
2: Oh, man. Um, You know, I like to come up with puns. Um, Wolverines is amazing. I mean, that's like, and I can't tell you, we go to tournaments and like the amount of people who are like, what an incredible name you have especially because they, at first question, because our name is the Michigan Wolverines. They're like, where are you from? Once we say Ann Arbor, they're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. And they think it's hilarious. Um, I won't take full credit for it. Um, I think you may have had a lot to do with that name, um, but we've definitely rolled with it. See what I did there? Um, but uh, man, I, I don't know. I just, I'm like the king of puns. I would love doing that. I, I think that we've come up with some good ones in headline stories. And things like that. I even wrote the "Let's Tip Off" the discussion earlier in the script for you. Um, so I'll just take plenty of credit for for everything. Anything that's funny that's ever come out in headlines was my brainchild. You're <laughs> you're
0: so modest. And and for folks who are watching on YouTube, you need to show the t-shirt. I think it needs to be seen.
2: Oh yes, and Kate's got it too. She's got the Roll Marines. Yep, we got two versions oh. of the logo going there. So it's fantastic.
0: On to question two. So sticking with the Wolverines theme here, you are the coach and are clearly making a difference in a lot of people's lives. So, and congratulations on that. Is there a coach or teacher or mentor that has made a major, major difference in your life? Um,
2: I, boy, that's a great question. Um, there's a lot. Um, I had some great coaches growing up when I played in high school. Our team was really competitive and You know, I think one of the coolest things that that sticks out to me from that from back then, even, um, you know, I wasn't the biggest guy. I wasn't the strongest guy um, and I wasn't the most talented. But what my coach told me was that what he appreciated was I was always making the right decisions out on the court. And that's why I was getting playing time. Right. Like if I went out there and I made the right pass and I took the correct shot. That was much more important than having the natural ability. So I have taken that to heart. I try to coach that to our kids. like, And Kate can attest to this. We drill the same thing over and over and over (laughs) and over and over, over, right? Like We're doing the same defensive drills. We're doing the same dribbling drills over again. And then you see it out on the court during the games. They just sort of know naturally what to do. Um, and it's really amazing to watch. So if, the, if you know what to do and make the smart play, that can overcome so many shortcomings that you may physically have. And I also have told the kids, look, I'm never going to get mad at you for missing a shot if it was the right shot. If it was not the right shot to take, that's what I might have an issue with. But if you just took a shot and missed it, that's totally fine. So I, I think when it comes to, to coaching, um, that's one of the big lessons that I've taken away.
0: Yep. play smart and play with effort, right? Yep, yep. All right, so now on to some less serious questions. If you could be a guest on any game show, what would it be and why?
2: So I'm kind of obsessed with Jeopardy, so I'm going to go with Jeopardy. I'm like a trivia nut, um, and my wife and I will like binge episodes of Jeopardy at a time, like five at a time, Um, so I definitely have to go with Jeopardy.
1: And they do, a little personal note about Dan, they do keep score of who wins the Final Jeopardy. Dan, are you currently in the lead of Final Jeopardies?
2: I am not. My wife is in the lead, but that's okay. You didn't need to bring that up.
1: (laughs) I just had to to mention it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last question. What is one sports
0: conspiracy theory that you hold that you sort of believe?
2: Oh, man. Um that somehow the NFL does have it out for the Lions. Um, there have been so many just like crazy random things that happen against the Lions every time. They even end up changing, turning into rule changes and just, I mean, ridiculous things. Um, I don't believe it, but kind of I do. I know that that's not why they lost this past weekend. They just choked. But in general, there's got to be something. Like, what did we do as like Detroit sports fans to deserve all the heartbreak like what did what did we do i don't i don't know so i kind of believe that
1: dan i thought you were gonna say uh that you the nfl is scripted because i've heard that (laughs) conspiracy theory before and i just thought that was wild so i was but i do agree that's a good conspiracy theory
2: yeah it's close enough it's pretty much scripted they just scripted against the lions somehow yeah
0: yep. i mean there's a working theory among uh, British sports fans that the World Cup and the Premier League and all those sports over there are scripted as well. So you're not alone uh, in that. <laughs> so so thank you, Dan. Uh, I appreciate you jumping in the lightning round. But I just got word there's a oh, bonus no. lightning round oh, question. No. Oh, God. And, and so the question is, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 10 duck-sized horses, and why? <laughs>
2: Um, I would rather fight one horse-sized duck because I feel like it's like David versus Goliath, right? If you make like the right punch or the right move, see if you play smart, right? You could play it smart and you only need to do one really aggressive, smart, impressive maneuver as opposed to 10 different, uh, maneuvers. So I'm, I'm going to go with the, the one big, uh, size duck that's kind of a ridiculous question
0: it absolutely is but couldn't you also just run over the duck size
2: that's that's true but they could also pop my tires and then what where am I going to be right yeah yeah see got to think ahead (laughs) I'm two steps ahead of you Jeremy
1: no thumbtacks in the tires
2: no no and if you get them don't pull the thumbtack out (laughs) leave it in (laughs) I learned that the hard way in third grade
0: Dan, you made it. And I must thank Kate and Dan for joining me today and helping everyone learn more about the Wolverines and Umes and the great athletes that compete on the court. Again, if you want to learn more about the Michigan Wolverines, please visit mmheadlines.org. And while you're there, make sure you check out the other stories from this week, including a look at all the discounts and perks that you simply get for working at Michigan Medicine. Uh, There was also the 100th episode of Short Takes, the video series that is going to be expanding into all areas of the organization in the weeks and months ahead. Find that all and more at mmheadlines.org. So before we go, we of course need to give our listeners a chance to win, uh, win something in the weekly trivia contest. So last week, we asked you if you knew who the new chief nurse executive is at UM Health. And congratulations to Claudia Lausma. I hope I said that last name correctly, who sent in the correct answer answer of Julie Ishak. So this week's question is. For over a century, Michigan Medicine has been on a mission to bring Michigan answers to patients and families across Michigan and beyond. It's why University of Michigan Health is honored to have been named Michigan's number one hospital once again by U.S. News and World Report and to have been named year after year to the prestigious honor roll of the nation's top hospitals. If you need a Michigan answer in your life, think Michigan Medicine and visit michigananswers.com. What is the new operating system that will be rolled out across the organization in the months ahead? Once again, what is the new operating system that will be uh, rolled out across the organization in the months ahead? And when you know the answer, send it to headlines at med.com edu for a chance to win a prize. And so that's all we have for this week. Thanks again to Dan and Kate for joining us. And thanks as always to our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.